This is Thomas Wayne Riley, and you have found yourself in the American Southwest. As you have no doubt guessed, this episode is a little two-parter combined into one. It is an announcement of my subscription service and the intro to the first subscription-only episode about the Yano Estacado. For quite some time now, I have been thinking, writing, and planning about a subscription service to my podcast. I reckon I've been thinking about it for months, honestly. While I have an exceptionally large amount of listeners, considering I don't know tens of thousands of people, and again, I am surprised and humbled with every new listener. Seriously, thank you all so much. I could not do this, or I would not do this without you. Well, I probably still would, but... I sometimes feel I don't have enough listeners yet to justify putting the American Southwest under like the umbrella of a subscription service. No one wants to be that guy who, you know, I shudder at the word, monetizes their podcast. But the History Podcast is more than just something I do in my spare time these days. It's now taking up an enormous amount of my free time and my work time. And home time. Which, honestly, if I was still unmarried, not about to buy my first house, and not about to start a family, would be totally awesome and fine. But I am married, about to move, and about to start a family. And I love spending time with my wife and cooking and going to the gym and hiking the hills around our place. Not to mention, I still have an important 9-to-5 day job. And I still travel extensively all the time to explore and camp whenever my wife and I have the moment to do so. I mean, we are blessed with friends and family all over the nation, and we live in a beautiful place that lets us go to the desert or the mountains or the beach. Don't get me wrong. I love to read a ton constantly all the time, and I love to write and record and create art and build web pages for the episodes and just for the website. But at this point, I've got to take the next leap. The problem is, I'm hooked on my own show. I can't stop reading and writing and creating and thinking of the next series or episode. I can't stop going down tangents and buying more books and exploring more avenues of research, traveling to these places I'm talking about, designing maps these days and episode covers and stickers and postcards, clothing, ties, patches, The ultimate goal for so many of us creators is to be able to focus on creating and doing those things that we love to do full-time. One avenue is ads, but I have long ago decided I don't want ads in my show. I don't want to talk about products I don't care or can't endorse, and I don't want to have others buy things they don't need or skip my show because someone else other than myself is talking. For me, the only option is subscription but I'm not going to be your average history podcaster subscription service. I mean, I will be like your average history podcaster subscription service, but I will also be so much more. I want to be more like the old school fan clubs that we joined back in the day, where you get mail and exclusive products and you were part of like a VIP secret society. The good kind. It won't be a fan club of me and my sultry voice. It will be a fan club of the American Southwest. Like I said, I've been thinking for months about what I could possibly offer in my subscription service, and 
After much deliberation, I believe I have the answers. And it's something that if it were offered to me, I would jump at the chance of being a part of. Which is why I finally feel comfortable enough to offer to y'all, my amazing listeners, the opportunity to be members of the American Southwest Fan Club. I offer you the opportunity to be subscribers. Or in our case, Roadrunners. And every Roadrunner, that's what y'all are going to be called, but every Roadrunner for $5 a month or $50 a year, which is a deal, will receive a plethora of exclusive treasures and opportunities. First of all, there will be an exclusive long-form episode every month or so that only Roadrunners will receive. I already have the first one, well, recorded, and the other two planned out. On top of that, once a month, long-form episode, which if you know me will be anywhere from like two to four hours. The one I'm about to record after this is 30,000 words. But on top of the long-form episodes, each fan club member Roadrunner will receive two or three stories during the month. Stories or small episodes or me just reading from one of the many, many books that I have. Those stories will include spooky tales, histories of the national parks and the monuments, American Indian folk tales, stories of lawmen and outlaws and gunfighters, the history of towns and settlements, information about my favorite plants and animals. And there will even be small episodes of my own thoughts and ideas for the future and how to keep the place wild, woolly, and wondrous. And there will also be episodes retelling my own storied and fun history in the American Southwest. I've got a lot of them. As all good fan clubs back in the day had, when you sign up, after entrusting me with your address, your home address, you will receive a welcome package that will include a goodie and a handwritten note by yours truly. And then, on your six-month anniversary, you will receive a bonus sticker or a postcard or an artwork. And then at the one year, you will get your very own American Southwest patch. Now, I realize a lot of you have no idea what you would do with a sticker or a patch, but I promise you, your Yeti or bumper sticker is begging for some personalization. And your favorite pack that you take hiking and camping, it needs a good patch. Or just donate them to your loved ones or your kids. Also, in the spirit of the old school fan clubs... Each subscriber, or member, or roadrunner, whatever you want to be called, you'll have access to blog posts, information, and personal tips. If you're traveling to anywhere in the Southwest region, I have maps, books, and knowledge to help you all out. Plus, I love making spreadsheets and researching and reading about the best places to visit in the region, or camp, or stay, or see. I will also give you insider information to off-the-grid places, at least some of them. I still must keep the West wild. You'll also get book reviews and recommendations, discounts on future products like calendars, stickers, postcards, artworks, patches, pins, ties, clothing, and everything else I'm going to put up on the trading post. So, to recap, for $5 a month or $50 a year, you'll get exclusive long-form podcast episodes, bonus short episodes, stories, and readings, exclusive conversations with me, Thomas Wayne Riley, ideas and help with your next travel to the American Southwest, discount on the American Southwest stickers, patches, etc., and exclusive welcome six-month anniversary and one-year gifts. 
If that sounds like something that you're interested in, head to Substack and type in the American Southwest, and you'll find me. You'll recognize all the artwork, so you'll know that's me. Or you can head to the website, theamericansouthwest.com, and there will be links on the homepage, and I think at the bottom of every single page on the website, which there are plenty of. So again, $5 a month or $50 a year, and you'll have all the content that you'll ever need. I couldn't be doing this without you guys, and I hope that you want to follow me on this journey. Thank you all again, and I'll see you soon in the American Southwest. But before I let you go, as a tease, I'm going to play the intro to the Yano Estacado episode, which begins now. This is Thomas Wayne Riley, and you have found yourself in the American Southwest. Roadrunner Edition. When Pecos Bill lassoed a tornado that threatened his vast herds, the tornado bucked, sunfished, and sunned its sides in its effort to escape. It ranted and tore around until everything was so bare that people had to drive stakes across the country to find their way about. Passage from the book, New Mexico, Guide to the Colorful State, 1940. Pecos Bill, like Paul Bunyan, He was a mythical giant of a figure, and an actual giant, that epitomized the strength and grandiosity of America's westward expansion and its conquering of the land that became the West. But with Pecos Bill, the enormous cowboy represented the expansion into the American Southwest specifically, like California, Arizona, and that incredibly foreboding seemingly desolate spot that is the Llano Estacado, or the staked plains of Texas and New Mexico, the vast American desert that borders the Southwest, the place that holds secrets, history, and was once the southern edge of the Buffalo Kingdom, that place that is so bare from a tornado attack that the only way to get around safely is to drive stakes across the country so that you don't get lost. But the American cowboys weren't the first onto the land so flat you swear you can see the back of your head if you squint hard enough into the distance. Before the Americans were the New Mexican bison-hunting Cibaleros. Before them were the illegal trading renegades known as the Camancheros, at least if they were Hispanic, and Contrabandistas if they were French. And before them were the Spanish, of course. Coronado himself visited the area during his entrada into what would become New Mexico. In a passage from the controversial book by S.C. Gwynn titled Empire of the Summer Moon, which talks about the ruthless Comanche Empire that ruled the Great Plains, the author quotes the adelantado himself, Coronado. When Gwynn writes of the Llano Estacado, quote, The Llano Estacado, located within Comancheria, was a dead, flat tableland larger than New England and rising in its highest elevations to more than 5,000 feet. For Europeans, the land was like a bad hallucination. Now he's quoting Coronado. Although I traveled over them for more than 300 leagues, wrote Coronado in a letter to the King of Spain on October 20th, 1541, there were no more landmarks than if we had been swallowed by the sea. There was not a stone nor a bit of rising ground, nor a tree, nor a shrub, nor anything to go by. 
The Canadian River formed its northern boundary. In the east was the precipitous Caprock Escarpment, a cliff rising somewhere between 200 and 1,000 feet that demarcates the high plains from the lower Permian plains below, giving the Cahadis something that approximated a gigantic, nearly impregnable fortress. End all quotes. The Cahadis, if you were wondering, were the Comanches, a branch of the Comanches, and they were indeed the lords of the plain. And the Llano Estacado is indeed quite the featureless fortress to lord over. But it's a place with incredibly overlooked yet fascinating history that any fan of the American Southwest ought to be somewhat acquainted with, seeing as how it's so close to the region we all have come to love and respect so much. Now, besides the Spanish, Mexicans, and Americans, there's also the history of the American Indians, like the Comanches and Apaches, who called Loyano either they called it home or their hunting ground. So it isn't a place to be ignored. Butch Hancock, a musician from Lubbock, which is one of the very few large towns on El Llano Estacado, but Butch Hancock from the country music band The Flatlanders, summed up the landscape when he said, quote, In Lubbock, you can see 50 miles in every direction. And if you stand on a tuna fish can, you can see 100 miles. End quote. I mean, that may not sound like much, but that description of the Llano hides a beautiful and mysterious area that most travelers of I-40 or Route 66 can't wait to drive through on their way to the mountains and deserts and the Pacific of the American West. It's a place no one really ever visits unless they eat at the Big Texan or stop at the Cadillac Ranch for their pictures of the goofy cars. Maybe you've seen Hell or High Water and wondered how on earth West Texas had cliffs. Those cliffs would be the fortress walls of the Llano Estacado. And it's an incredibly interesting and inspiring place filled with rich history and riveting stories. This very first Roadrunner edition of the American Southwest highlights that very history, the people, the animals, and the secrets of the Llano Estacado. In this episode, I will talk about our friends, the bison and the Spaniards. I bring up the early recorded history of the Comanche and our next series stars, the Apache. I will introduce you to some Puebloan adventurers known as the Teya, who built Rio Grande-style Pueblos on the Great Plains, and who also collected tons of Rio Grande ceramics and obsidian. I also introduce you to some Anglo and American explorers and soldiers. I take you on the fabled Cibaleros bison hunt as they continued an over 1,000 year old way of life from Spain out there on the southern Great Plains. Heck, even the French star in this episode. If you're interested in this particular geographic spot, You've no doubt driven across, or maybe you've wondered what existed there when looking at a map. If you're interested in what it's like to be in a place so seemingly flat and commanding of a view of the landscape around you that you never run out of horizons. If you are not yet a member of the official fan club of the American Southwest, and you'd like to become a subscriber or a roadrunner, head to the website and sign up to listen to the entirety of this episode, and the many more exclusive long-form and short episodes to come, which is around one small episode a week and around one long-form a month. 
plus plenty of reads and story time from my extensive library. I can't wait to see y'all again in the American Southwest. You're still here? The intro's over. To listen to the whole 3 hours and 30 minute history episode, head to www.theamericansouthwest.com and sign up to be an official fan club member or roadrunner.